Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Anybody want to just celebrate the grace of God this morning? Come on, His goodness. Thank you, worship team. Y'all, He is so, so good. Like, look at the person next to you and, like, just celebrate. Just, like, declare this over him. He did so good when he made you in his image. Like, tell him right now. Tell him. Look at him. God does not make mistakes. Like, when he, you see the person next to you, that's the greatness of God, the goodness of God, the power of God, the image of God. And we need to see each other that way. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Hey, give somebody a high five. Give somebody a hug. And then uh, we'll be seated. Thank you, worship team. Wow. Praise Jesus. That was so good. So good. Well, welcome to the church at Bushland. I tell you what, I'm excited to be with you guys. Many of you prayed for our uh, team that went to Brazil. Many of you helped in our fundraisers. And we just want to say, yeah, all right. John says, thank you. Hallelujah. All right. And I, I, I thanked our pastor and his family and just all our leadership for y'all's support. I, I want you to know right now, I don't want to take a lot of time because we got some two students. I want you to hear their testimonies. But you can be proud of the students that you are helping raise up here at the Church of Bushland and in this community. Can we celebrate our teenagers? Not just the ones that went to Brazil, but we are blessed, y'all. We are blessed. They loved so well, and I could not be more proud of them. I, I want to just read two verses, and then we're going to see a video so you can just see some images, and then they're going to come give testimony. But in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, listen to this. It says, for all of God's promises, somebody say God's promises. Listen to this. All of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in Jesus. Every one of God's promises is fulfilled because Jesus said yes. Anybody want to say that's good news? I'm, listen, this morning, aren't you glad Jesus said yes? Because he said yes, we can be saved. Because he said yes, our hearts can be healed. Because he said yes, our bodies can be healed. Amen? Amen? Jesus said yes. The promises are fulfilled. It's right here in the Word of God. And then it goes on to say, um, and because of Jesus, yes, and it inserts this, our amen. Everybody say our amen. Then our prayers ascend to God and he gets glory. Listen to me. Jesus said yes, but we have a responsibility to that yes. We get to say amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard that faith is required in some things? Anybody? Anybody? Fear wants to rob us of faith. And I'm just saying right now, we will not let fear win because the perfect love of Jesus cast out all fear so we can say amen to the yes Jesus said. Amen? Everybody say amen. Amen. <laughs> Like, I'm serious. Let's not make this hard. Jesus said yes. He laid down his life. 
he got up out of the tomb. He ascended to go be with God in heaven. He sits at the right hand and intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit has been poured out so that our faith can what? Rise, be encouraged, and we can say amen. God, if you said it, I believe it, and it's going to happen. And if it hasn't happened yet, then let's keep saying amen until it does so that God will get glory for all Jesus gave his life for. Amen? That's what we want to testify to this morning. These students got to see just another measure of the yes Jesus spoke so they could agree in faith, in amen, and watch what Jesus gave his life for fall on people that just responded in faith. We saw the lost get saved. We saw the lame walk. In this video, you're going to see a woman at the end. She had been in a wheelchair for four years. She was a pastor's wife who used to lead the dance team. God, that night, met her and her amen, and she got up, and she walks at the end of this video. So I can't explain it outside. God loves to fulfill his promises because of Jesus, yes, and our amen. There were some we prayed for that were in wheelchairs, and they didn't get up. But, you know, Jesus still said yes, and he's still good and faithful. Amen? It's not up to us to figure it out. It's us to respond in faith. Because isn't that what Jesus did when he was on earth? He said, I only say what I hear my father saying, and I only do what I see him doing. Let us step back into that and give God all the glory. We love you. We're so glad we get to be family together. Let's watch this, and then our team's going to come. And let's respond with an amen this morning to whatever you hear God say. Because the spirit of our testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So as it goes out, it's only going to encourage our faith to go, God can do that for me too. Let's watch this.
Is that not amazing? The lady was paralyzed and she was able to walk. I had never seen anything like that before, so I was like, whoa. But it, I was like, is this only in Brazil? And then I kind of realized he, he, he loves all of his children equally and he's everywhere that his children are. He's with us right now and he's willing to do the same exact things and even better things. So like, he, he's so powerful. And if we just go into his presence and just submit to his presence and his love and just let him be a father, that's elementary. It's, it's so easy. So I, I didn't even realize I was going to say that. But yeah, so um, something that I would say whenever I'd go up in front, I, I was able to preach while I was there. And it's something that I've been felt like I was called to do. And it was just amazing because I was actually able to start living out what my life is going to look like, and it was beautiful. It was, it was amazing, and I felt so comfortable, but what I do when I go up there is I was just reminded constantly of Acts 2, and in Acts 2, the believers got together, and Holy Spirit broke out, and Holy Spirit just did amazing things, and what I've realized is we're believers, right? We're all gathered. He's going to do crazy things. Um, as I was over there, I was like, Lord, like, how do I take this back? Like, and he said, I'm already there, he said, I'm already there. You don't have to take anything back because I'm already with everybody there. He told me that um, it, there was a season of drought. But as it's been raining, there's also been spiritual rain coming down from heaven. And it's not something that we can see, but the enemy can see it. And he, the enemy's so scared because it, literally crazy things are about to start happening for the kingdom. And it's going to break out here. This is going to be like ground zero. Like, everything's just going to go crazy right here. Um, he said that as he was raining down, it's covering everybody, and we're drenched in his love. That's, that's not a lie. We really are drenched in his love, and I can see it over everybody. He has been raining down on us, and right now is a time we're about to see the fruits of everything that he's been just been investing in. We've been, we've been trying hard, and it just it feels like recently, throughout the past couple of years, that it's just been really hard here, both both like physically at the school, I know it was really tough here, the drought, but spiritually there's been a drought too. And he's about to just break out and there's going to be fruits. Are y'all excited about that? Y'all aren't even chirping. Come on. That is amazing, guys. He has so many promises and he is not a God to fell on his promises. He carries them through. So I need y'all to believe that. I need y'all to have faith in that. Also, something that I taught over um, this the past couple weeks was um, about this four different types of faith um, in the Bible that we see healing. There's 
there's, it starts from very small, weak faith to like a little bit of faith, then great faith and reckless faith. And throughout these examples, it doesn't matter how much faith they have, they go, they go into the presence of the Lord and then they get healed. So I got this visual and he's like, he said, Parker, just imagine if I was giving you a hug. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're at in the hug, if you have a tiny little bit of faith or if you're all the way right here. As long as you're in my arms, I'm going to bring you closer to me. I'm not saying that faith is a bad thing because it's a gift from him. I'm saying that it doesn't matter how much faith we have. He's still going to invest in us and do amazing things because it's not up to us. We're, we're just we're mere humans. He's supernatural and he can he can do anything. So we have to literally just give it to him. Just get in his presence. That's all we have to do. And just let him do what he does best. Let him be our dad. Let him be a father. So I just encourage all of you, just submit to him. Just give him everything. Let him just be the father that he wants to be. He desires to be the father. And he wants that relationship with everybody. So you don't have to try hard. You don't have to do all these things. You don't have to just fight for that faith and feel like you have to do everything. Literally all you have to do, and I saw it. I saw, we literally saw thousands of healings, like thousands. And every single one of them, it's because they were in the presence of him. They did not do a thing. We did not do a thing. We all submitted to him and watched him do what, literally what he does best. So I encourage all of you, if I, if I took anything away from it, it's just that he can, he can do anything, and I've seen him do it. So just submit to it. We don't, have to, we don't have to believe that. We don't have to go into it believing it as long as we're just like, you know what, Jesus? You show me. Do what you do best, and he's going to show up every single time. So that's, that's all I have. But Hi, everyone. So I'm different than Parker, and I'm going to need, because I'm nervous, because I don't preach all the time. I'm, I'm more of the singer. But um, so I'm going to need some feedback just to make sure I'm doing good, because I'm just like, oh, good, yeah, that, amen, and um, Tommy, uh, Tommy told us a story, and they were just preaching at this church, and he was preaching, and this guy goes, well, happy birthday, so if y'all need to give me some happy birthdays, um, it's my birthday, not really, but, um, so I want to start with a verse in Isaiah, it's Isaiah 55, and it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I went into Brazil in this picture, and I was broken. I didn't know why I was going. I was like, God. I've known since Christmas that I'm going on this trip, and I am not in a place where I think I can go. Like, I, how am I supposed to tell these people of the love of Jesus when I don't feel you? And so, it's just been a, it was a dry season, and we all go through dry seasons, and I know that everyone's experienced that. And then in Brazil, like, he was just like, the constant message that all the speakers said was, all you have to do is receive. Literally, and so I would just start to put my hands out, and then I would just, I didn't have to do anything. And that was the hardest thing, because I think in America we think, you know, we have our life, we're content, there's all these things that we have to do, and if we do these little things, then it's all going to be good. And in Brazil, these people are so broken, they don't know what they're doing, they have financial troubles, their family, 
it's hard, it, everything is harder, and so all they know to do is, I just have to receive these gifts. And so that's what we saw. And I remember the first night, our team was all lined up, and I was just like, I don't have a word of knowledge, like, I'm so nervous, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was just like, but I do, I do know what I'm doing. And he knows what he's doing here. And so, and then, like, 40-plus people in every single line, like, these people are craving, like, I think it just put, like, this fire in us because we see this, like, craving this undeniable thing that God's doing in Brazil. And he, like Parker said, like, he wants to do it here. And so I think I was really nervous coming back. I was like, God, how is this going to work in Bushland? Like, I know that these people want this. Um, and he's like, it's so simple. Like, just come and get in my presence. And I just want to say to you parents, like, your kids are so powerful. Like, the youth, it's the, it starts with the youth. Like, that's what everyone always says. It does. Like, these little ones, they have this just craving and this desire to know more and learn more about the world. And, like, when they start learning about God and when they start learning these things and when the Spirit pours out on them, like, it's going to affect everything. So I'm ready for big things in this community. I'm ready to see... It's not Brazil here. It's Bushland here. This is Bushland America, and things are going to change. So Brazil is great. Yeah, God's good. So we had a great trip, but wasn't it great? Was the plane ride from Dallas to Miami. Yeah, so whenever we were flying, like midway, there's turbulence, dude. We dropped for like three or four seconds. It was like the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I think it's like the most turbulence we've ever felt. But other than that, like everything was so good. So we got there, right? Like we didn't know what to expect, but God's like surpassed all our expectations. Like anything I could have expected, he like went past it like by a mile. But so we get there, right? And it's like the first two days we're starting to like learn what we're doing. We're like, okay, so these people are getting healed. So it's like the third or fourth night. And I think yeah, it was the fourth night, I think, and there's this girl on our trip, and she was named Lena, and she had scoliosis. Scoliosis, if you don't know what it is, it's like a curvature in your back. And her feet, like her legs were like two different lengths, so one leg was like two inches shorter than the other. So we're like, okay. We get back to the hotel. She's sitting on the ground, and there's like a group praying for her. I was like, okay, I'm going to walk over there and see what's going on. So I walk over there. And they're praying. You can see that her legs are like two different lengths. So I like bend over and we're all praying and stuff. Everyone's praying in tongues. It's all great. And um, we start to see her leg grow out. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. But God's moving. So her leg's like growing out. It grows like two centimeters. So she's got like an inch and a half left. So one of the dads on the team, he's like, can you stand up? So she stands up and then she bends over and touches her toes. And you can see like the curvature in her back. So we start to pray over her back and it starts to align like straight. And I'm like, okay, that's so weird. But, yeah, it was just super crazy. And whenever she sits back down, her legs are at the same lengths. And it was so crazy, y'all. Like, I have pictures on my phone. So if you want to see them, just come see me after. But, like, I was in shock, dude. Like, I was, like, sleep-deprived because I had been getting sleep. And I'm like, holy cow, is this real? And it was. And also on the video, y'all saw that man, like, we started walking with him. He hadn't walked in two months. He had gotten in a, was it motorcycle? Motorcycle accident. And he hadn't been able to walk in two months without his crutches. So we got to pray over him and then... He was healed, he got saved, and then it was his sister. Sister got saved, and then dad got healed, and then his mom was just there to watch it, and it was so amazing. And, like, 
I don't know, that whole trip has just brought like our youth back together, I think, and like we're gonna have so much power. Like, I, I don't even know, like, God's going to move in this service, like, even after, whenever we're giving our prophetic words and just, like, words of knowledge. Like, if that's you, God wants to heal you because he's highlighting that, and he wants to increase faith, and he wants to heal you. Yeah, that's awesome. He wants to heal you, so. Hello. Okay, so for me, Brazil was just purely humbling. Like, I don't have another word other than humbling. <laughs> like, we get there, and I was sick the first day, so everybody had been through it and knew what to expect, and I was terrified. Because <laughs> you get up there, and truly, it was floods of people coming for prayer. Like, our altar calls, it was, it was mind-blowing. Like, these people... It's not like they're saying, God, like, I want healing. They're running to the front for their healing. Like, they're going to receive it because the Lord has it there for you. And it was just, uh, like, you sit there just in awe of their faith. Like, I was supposed to be loving on these people and, um, like, interceding for them. And they touched me. Like, their faith, like, there were days people bring pictures of family members people who aren't even with them. A man came up to me and he was like, I want healing. I came for healing, but God laid my ex-wife on my heart and pulls out a picture of his ex-wife and we prayed over her and blessed her. Like the faith and the, it was just so humbling. And um, that too, it was, we had tons of big things. I mean, there were days where we had blind people. I mean, every night there were insane things that we had to have healing over and you had no other choice but to trust God. Like, when people are coming up to you and they're completely blind, and they're like, I want my healing. I'm like, okay, God, like, you better show up, because this is a lot. I mean, I'm 17, 16, I can't do this. <laughs> and so, but it was cool, too, to see, like, I mean, a mute girl spoke for the first time in her life. A woman walked out of her wheelchair. But it was also the small things. Like, we have a God of big things and small things. Like, he cares about every part of us. And, I mean, there were people who were healed of allergies. Like, that's such a small thing. But people asked for prayer for it. So it was just, it was, it was so awesome and touching. And that too is it's like our words, what we say don't matter. Like there were times my translator, I spoke better Spanish than some of my translators. And I mean that. They, I mean, the people I was praying over had no clue what I was saying, but they were healed. Like that shows that it has nothing to do with us. Like we're God's instrument and people were being healed and touched by God. So that was pretty much all. Okay. Hi. So on the third night of Brazil, I, we went to the church, and I was feeling fine. And then all of a sudden, I had this, like, really, really bad headache, and I was so dizzy. And I was just sitting during worship just crying and crying. And then, like, Cassie and Nick and Kylie came up and started praying over me. And they kept asking me, is it a word of knowledge? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to, we're just going to pray and see if it is. And then during worship, Lana comes up and is like, hey, what's wrong? And I tell her. And then she goes, is it a word of knowledge? And I'm like, I don't know. And then we just sit there and pray. And I felt like God was saying that it is a word of knowledge. And so I was we're at the end, we're praying over people. People come up with me for, like, head pain, and I'm praying over them. Nothing happens. It's still there. And then it gets a little bit better. And then the next day, we're going to 
church and we're doing the altar calls and it's back and it's even worse than it was. And I was getting ready to find Lana. I was trying to find her everywhere. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I feel like I'm about to fall over. And then this translator come on, comes up to me. She's like, let's go pray for people. And I'm like, fine, I guess I'll go. So I find this guy, and he has the exact same pain that I do. So I pray over him, and then my pain is gone. Like, I didn't feel nothing anymore. And then his pain is gone, too, and he didn't feel anything. And after that, I was just in such awe and amazement of what God had done. I didn't know that he could do that, and it was just so amazing. Thank you. Hi. So when I went on this Brazil trip, I was honestly very terrified, and I didn't really know what to expect. So we went on the planes, and we arrived, did everything, basically protocol for regular camp. And God put something in my head that really helped me to understand what was happening and how everyone in the trip was going to impact everyone there. He told me that he had to make me uncomfortable so we would move. And that really spoke to me because we can't just stay in our comfort zones if we want to impact other people's lives. Like, we have to go and we have to move. Like, we have to get up and go. We can't just sit in our chair and be like, okay, God, yeah, we're just going to do this right here. No, you go up to them. You do whatever. But the first night we were there, um, we went up, we did words of knowledge, I gave mine, everyone else gave theirs, and they ended service and people just came running up to us. It was really terrifying because you just, you really couldn't see anything other than these Brazilians' faces. They were coming up, they were touching you, they were like, help me, help me, I need your help. But we prayed over them and it wasn't our help, it was God's. God is the one that's healing them. And so, yeah, God helped me get out of my comfort zone and do things I never thought I could do. All right, that's not fair. Okay, that's not fair. I see my own daughter stand up here and give that testimony. I didn't know what she was going to say, so you got to forgive me. Anyway, that's kind of moving. Anyway, um, all right. Brought that just in case. Anyway, um, so I was told three minutes. That's going to be tough because I got like 30 minutes worth of material. We good for 1230? Good? Okay. Anyway, um, no, so I went on this mission trip. Um, very uncomfortable about it. Uh, never been on a mission trip before other than just helping out a little bit um, around locally. Uh, so I kept asking, is this a works mission trip? Am I going to go build something? Am I going to help in orphanages? You know, what am I going to do? And I, no, no, no. I wasn't getting anything. And so I was like, okay, well, you got to understand my background. My background is, um, you know, when you're singing during worship, you're like, you know, okay, you know, I'm in my comfort zone. Anyway, but yeah, so that's my background. Anyway, but so I kept asking, okay, well, we're not going to orphanages. We're not building houses. We're not cleaning up disasters. What are we doing? And they're like, it's ministry. Like, you got any more for me? <laughs> so the Friday before we leave, I decide, you know what? I'm going to go to YouTube. And I pulled up YouTube for YPI promo video for 2019. And I saw it at work. And I just stopped. And I kind of scooted back in my chair. 
And my coworkers were like, what's going on, John? I said, I don't know if I'm comfortable with going to Brazil anymore. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I said, this is, this is going to be a big step for me. So, yeah, we had, we had some interesting plane flights from Dallas to Miami. Praise God, we're still here. Um, God lifted that plane back up in there. <laughs> it was not going pretty. Anyway, but yeah, so um, I got there, and the whole time, anytime I do any type of speaking, I, I can't speak myself. I, I put myself in there. So I got I to gotta remove self, put God in. And so one night, we're about to go to ministry. We're about to do street ministry, and we're treasure hunting. And I'm like, all right, I got to pray it up. I got to get ready. So they're talking. They're ministering. Awesome, awesome service. And I just, I bow my head to pray. And instead of praying, it doesn't come out. I got a prophetic vision. Remember the guy that can't raise his hands to worship? Okay. So I'm sitting there, and I see sand coming in double doors, a lot of sand. Like, you can't even walk through the doors. There's so much sand. And there's this shovel trying to move the sand out of the way. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I get emotional when I talk. It's weird. Y'all have seen me up here before. I'm sorry. I do it. Anyway, so... Um, all this sand and, and I just came to and I was like that was so weird well then they tell us okay we're gonna we're gonna treasure hunt does anybody have any any visions any any words of knowledge and I'm like you know what Belinda yeah write down sand in a doorway and she's like sand in a door and I'm like I know it's the strangest thing but just just write it down we'll see and so anyway we leave we're about a hundred feet sorry we're about a hundred feet from the uh, the the church we left from and there's this doorway, and it has this giant pile of sand in it, and there's a shovel laying on the ground. Now, here's the deal, okay? If your house is under, ever under construction, do you actually have sand in your house? No, you don't, okay? Sand's outside. Anyway, it was the strangest thing. This house with pouring sand a lot, you can't even walk through the doorway, and there's tracks going in because they have to walk around the sand to even get into the building. That was exactly my vision. And there's that shovel. Well, this guy comes over with a wheelbarrow, construction guy, he sets his wheelbarrow down, and in my vision, there was a shovel moving sand. He picks up the shovel. He starts moving sand out of the doorway, putting it in the wheelbarrow. And I was like, this is weird. So we asked the guy, is there anybody needs prayer here? Nobody. The construction guys just kind of shut us down. You can only imagine, you know, you come up to a construction site here, and you're like, hey, does anybody need prayer? We're here to pray for somebody because there's sand. And, <laughs> Okay, um, we're going to go over here. We got, we got some nails to put up. Anyway, so anyway, yeah, so um, we ended up leaving. Well, a little bit later, this car pulls up in front of the house that we're at a totally different house, and they're like, we're the owners of the house. The construction guys told us that you needed to pray for somebody at the house. It was a man and woman. They were extremely depressed. They were having marriage problems. They were sad, and they were asking us for prayer. So that was awesome. That was the, the eye-opening moment for me. So anyway, I have a lot more to tell. I'd love to share it if you want to, but I'm watching my time and I'm out. So. Well, um, I just have to say that as you all have heard about all the awesome healings in Brazil, that it's not just for Brazil. 
God wants to do something right here today in Bushland, Texas. So um, I want you to um, be preparing yourselves because God wants to move. Um, we all saw it um, in phenomenal ways. And he was, he is moving. He's moving. Revival is coming and is there in, Bush, in Brazil. But it's right here. It's right here. And it's for every one of you. Um, we saw him healed, yes, physically, emotionally, spiritually, but it's here, and it's for you. He hasn't forgotten any of us. And one of the things that really stuck with me that Randy Clark said is that um, he told a story. So I'm going to try to summarize it really quick. He told a story about um, all the healings. He sees healings and healings. He's been doing this for how many years? 30 years has he been going to Brazil and watching healings. And he uh, had a man who had not received healing. Great Christian man, doing all the right things, hadn't received healing. Which another man who we would say wasn't living his life right, he wasn't a good Christian. And God touched that man and completely healed him. And he and he went back to God and said, you got me in trouble. Everybody's asking me, why did God heal that man and hasn't healed this man? And so he, he said, God immediately told him, because if I would have healed the man that you all thought deserved it, then you would think it was because of the works. It's not about works. It's a gift. It's about my grace. So it doesn't matter where you sit today, whether you feel like you deserve it, because God can still heal you. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter what you're doing right now. When God wants to heal, he does it. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.